0: And Noah walked with God, and Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And the earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fas- fashion which thou shalt make of it, it of. The length of the ark shall be three hundred cubits, the breadth of it fifty cubits, and the height of it thirty cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubic shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, With lower second and third stories shalt thou make it. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee, And of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort shalt thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female, of fowls after their kind, and of cattle after their kind, of every creeping thing of the earth after his kind. Two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive, and take thou unto thee for all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him, so did he. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your goodness, Lord. Lord, thank you for your word. I pray, Father, you would bless your word today as our pastor preaches. I pray that you would fill him with the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for the truth of your word and the accuracy of your word. And I pray you'd bless this time, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen.
1: Oh, wonderful Savior is Jesus my Lord, O oh, wonderful Savior to me. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock, Where rivers of pleasure I see. In the cleft of the rock That shadows a dry, thirsty land He hideth my life In the depths of His love And covers me there with His hand And covers me there with His hand Wonderful Savior is Jesus my Lord, He taketh my burden away, He holdeth me up and I shall not be moved, He giveth me strength as my day. when clothed in his brightness transported i rise to meet him in clouds of the sky his perfect salvation his wonderful love i'll shout with the millions on high he hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock that shadows a dry thirsty land he hideth my life in the depths of his love and covers me there with his hand and covers me there with his hand he hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock that shadows a dry thirsty land he hideth my life in the depths of his love and covers me there with his hand and covers me there with his hand.
2: Well, it's a joy to be here today. Thank you for being here with us. I oh, Let me get this turned on. I think that should do it. Am I on now? Can you hear me? <laughs> That was painful. Uh, wow. Uh, all right. <laughs> Did you do that on purpose, Brother Wayne? All right. I want everybody to turn and look at Brother Wayne. <laughs> all right. This is, uh, uh, I've been teaching in the Sunday school class uh, through the book of Genesis, and we went through the people of Genesis, and now we're going through the events of Genesis. And so I was in uh, preparing, studying this about uh, the ark, and uh, of course Noah and the ark. And and, uh, and as, I, as I did, I just the more I got into it, the more I realized I'm going to end up preaching on this rather than just a Sunday school class. And so I, I kind of gave the, the group that's in my Sunday school class a little bit of what I'm going to preach today, and so they're going to get a little bit of a... Uh, a rehash, a, a little second round on this, but that's good because maybe then they'll remember a little bit. Uh, but I, I'm gonna uh, go into this about about the ark, about the importance of the ark, and, and everything about the ark, and and of course, uh, uh, it's just just a very very important uh, portion of scripture. And and uh, I was reading I told them in Sunday school class I was reading about. Uh, you know, a guy, or, or listening to a guy, my wife and I were, and he was talking about, you know, do you really think about it when you put, you build your nursery for your children and you put this beautiful ark up there and all the little animals and all that. And he said, you know, what you're really, you're putting your, in your nursery, you're saying hey, to your little children, "See this, yeah, this is so beautiful. Yeah, everybody died. <laughs> everybody here died. And so, uh, just want to encourage you, child. Um, you know, the, if you look around in the water under the ark, there's bodies flying, floating there. And so uh, it's kind of a weird thing you put in a nursery, but that's what you do anyway. But what we want to do is take a look, and we just read through, we're not going to go back through and read through the scripture again, but but uh, just through verse 5, it says, And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imaginations of the thoughts of his heart were only evil continually. That's just an amazing uh, verse, an amazing statement that it, the world had gotten so very quickly to the point that everybody, everything was just wicked. Right. Right. God says that their, their heart was only evil continually. Continual wickedness was just permeating their hearts and minds. And so uh, I'm going to preach about this today, and, and I want to pray, though, as we get started, Father. I need your presence here. Lord, uh, I made a quick trip out of town and back and, and the brain just gets kind of jet lagged and weary through the traveling. Lord, I need your help. Spirit of God, I need your help. And Father, I need you to guide my mind, my thoughts. As I preach this today, Lord, it's so very important. And Father, I pray that you please guide me. And Holy Spirit of God, I yield myself to thee. Dear God, I pray that you'd move through this room and, and, and that you would, Holy Spirit of God, that you would touch ears and that people would hear and, and that, Lord, if if somebody does not know for sure they're going to heaven, that they would find that out today, that it would be settled today. And, Lord, I pray, please guide me, direct me, strengthen my mind and my body as I preach today. In, in Jesus' name, amen. He said it was only <clears throat> evil continually. But I want to give you a very encouraging truth, again, what I t- told in Sunday school class, a very encouraging truth, and that's that this, uh, even if you are the only one in an in a incredibly wicked world, you're the only one seeking God, you can still find grace in God's sight. Amen. That encourages me as this world declines and as, as the, our country declines and the wickedness seems to abound. It's a wonderful thing to know and understand we can still find grace as an individual with God. If everybody else turns away from God, you serve God. If everybody else mocks you for serving God, keep serving God. If everybody else strays away from the Word of God, you stay with the Word of God. It's that, it's that key that we must have that will keep us strong with the Lord. Uh, here's another thing uh, that, I, that I, I looked at, and that's how did this one man find this grace uh, in God's sight? How did he find grace in the sight of God? Well, very quickly, he just did this. He was a just man, the Bible says, a justified man uh, by definition, but also a, a man righteous in conduct and character. This is a man that got saved, and it really went through him. This is a man that when he got saved, it made a difference in his life. I don't mean he became perfect. There's no human being that's ever lived on this earth other than Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that has lived a perfect life on this planet. You won't, you, once you trust Christ, that's why it's a gift of God is eternal life. That's why it must be a gift because we can't live good enough to get it. And we can't live good enough to keep it. But here's what God says. He said, this was a man, though, that when he got saved, when he he came to God, when he trusted in God, he also lived, tried to live a a life according to the word of God, according to the righteousness of God. And so he was a just man. And the truth is, we could be that. Uh, None of us are going to become perfect, but it would be really good if we, in our conduct and character, we were trying to be more like Christ every day. And then he says he was a perfect man, and that doesn't mean perfect as we define it today. That he had no imperfections whatsoever. Again, there's no man, there's no man that that doeth good. Uh, There's none that's righteous. No, not one. In the fact that our that we do everything right. No, the perfect man. It means a whole, a complete, a mature, a balanced man. He was a man that that really wanted to be balanced in his Christian life. He was a, he was a man that wanted to, as I said in Sunday school class, he, he, knew how to, he knew how to play and he knew how to be serious. He knew how to work. He knew how to uh, be in the right situation, the right kind of person in a given a situation. But he also, number three, and I'm doing this very quickly, but number three, he was a man that walked with God. And see, if you walk with God, then you also have a greater probability of being righteous in conduct and character. If you walk with God, then you also be a man who's mature, complete in God. So it's a wonderful truth. Here's a second wonderful truth that I see in this before we get to the meat of our sermon, and that's this. It, it is that this type of man, this man who was a just man, a perfect man, a man who walked with God, he, in a, an incredibly wicked world where the God says that everybody else was wicked, God still allowed him to find a spouse that wanted to serve God. Right. That's an amazing thing. He was still able to find a wife that wanted to serve God with him. Not only that, watch this, and please, parents, get this. In an incredibly wicked world, they were still able to rear children for God. Amen they were still able to rear children for God and 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 sometimes we feel like and and look we are in a different society as I said in Sunday school class when I when I was young uh, we had three television channels in Memphis okay three channels kids you understand what that means three channels You, you can't even comprehend that three channels okay uh, and that meant, you know, if the news was on Channel Three, it was on Channel Five, and it was on Channel Thirteen. And that, you know, guess what? You're gonna watch the news. There's no other options. You're gonna watch the news. And look, when, when the Wizard of Oz is gonna come on one time a year, and if you missed it, you missed it. There was no DVR. There's no recording. You're done for the next year. And if your daddy's like my daddy, he said, that's foolishness, son. Let's go work in the, you know, put up a fence. We're not watching like daddy. Comes on once a year. And But it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Of course, said, Wizard of Oz wasn't my big thing. Tarzan was my big thing. Loved Tarzan. But, uh, but then I got saved and realized none of those people had clothes on. So anyway. All right, now. All right. God saw that all around this man was a world of wickedness, uh, men full of evil. and But here's what's amazing. Noah did not become what the world was. And watch this. He wasn't just better than the world. He was what God wanted him to be. And watch this. And again, uh, you know, I, I really feel so bad for my people in my Sunday school class, but I just this is one of those times I just got to do it. Uh, Jordan, come here. Remember, Jordan, I'm going to abuse you now instead of Chris. But uh, Jordan, uh, right here, you, you are a Christian. <laughs> we're making believe right here. He's a Christian. <laughs> and, uh, and I am the world. And here's what's, what's happening. I saw this illustration a long, long time ago, but, but boy, it really is, is it's an issue today. Uh, there's the Christian. Here's the world. What we were taught was that's right. That's truth. That means that's where I am supposed to stay. Watch this though, the world will not stay. The world is always gonna digress. The world's always gonna get worse and worse. Here's the problem, though. We as Christians, especially in today's society, here's what we're doing. We're saying, you know, if you gotta reach them, you gotta you gotta make them feel comfortable. Come here, Jordan. This means come. Uh, hey. What has happened is Christianity is coming saying, we got to be more like the world so they don't feel uncomfortable when they come in here. Okay, now listen to me. Watch this now. The world's not going to stay here. So if this is your method of reaching the world, as I go, you're going to go. Wake up. This is where the world was. Now the Christian is living worse than the world used to live. Amen. Sit down, Jordan. You were wonderful. I should have made you the world. All right, now. <laughs> we Noah did not become them. I believe he preached to them and i believe that he loved them and i think noah was broken hearted when the world was destroyed and everybody else was lost but listen to me he did not become them they went look you you won't reach them by becoming them they've got to see there's something different in life that don't mean you don't love them that doesn't mean you're not patient with them that doesn't mean that but that means that if truth is truth truth doesn't change doesn't matter how much the world changed. Truth does not change. Y'all okay with that? Yeah. Now, he was complete in the Lord. This man, Noah was a complete in the Lord while he was in a world completely in darkness. And God said in verse 5, And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagined of the thoughts of the heart was only evil continually. The big question comes right now, should be for all of us, this world is coming into judgment because of the wickedness. Now, obviously, we're not at the point that they were because judgment has not come yet, but it's Anybody that goes outside much and walks up and down the street much, you realize there's a whole lot of wickedness going on, Amen. and it can almost feel like the world is only evil continually. Right. And if you watch the, the the TV or you watch the news or you watch, you think the whole world's gone crazy. That's the way you feel. Oh, right. Now, here's the question, though: If judgment's coming, would I find grace, would you find grace in the sight of the Lord? Not would the church find grace, but would you as an individual find grace? Now that leads me into the ark itself. If you look at in chapter 6, verse 14, it says, Make thee an ark of gopher wood, runes shalt thou make in the ark and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. I believe this is an incredible uh, picture of the blood of Christ. I believe that the ark is a picture, an Old Testament picture of Christ. And so you have this this ark and, and they pitch it, they cover it within and without and so always it again It's the picture of the blood of Christ I believe the blood of Christ and he's trying to picture that's the the method of salvation you know uh, it, without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sin and so the shedding of blood had to take place Jesus Christ had to be beaten beyond recognition hang on a cross nailed to a cross bleed and die for us and he went, But when you're saved, the blood of Jesus Christ covers all of your sin. But watch this. Some of our sin, we sin outwardly. Some of our sin, we sin inwardly. And his blood covers us outwardly and inwardly, completely, totally. God's blood, the, the, the blood of Jesus Christ covers us. Verse 15, it says... This is the fashion which thou shalt make of it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. The breadth of it, 50 cubits. And the height of it, 30 cubits. And, is a, and this is just something that won't change your life, but I thought it was kind of neat here, is uh, the dimensions, I believe, again, the ark pictures Christ. And if you, you look at it, you notice the dimension of the ark, the breadth of it is one-sixth of the length. The height of it is, is one-tenth of the length. And, and just just to help you uh, and let's see here, uh, I was going to use uh, Jay, why don't you come here Jay? This is amazing, I, I believe this is amazing, not Jay, Jay's not amazing. The, um, <laughs> How tall are you Jay? Six foot. Six foot. Okay, so that's, if, if you're not too good math, that's 72 inches, okay, is that okay with everybody? 72 inches. Okay. If he's 72 inches, one-sixth of 72 inches, you know what that is? It's 12. Okay, you know, six feet. Never mind. Okay. It's 12. He said the, the uh, breadth of it was one-sixth. Pretty close, huh? Now, I think Jesus is probably pretty slender. Um, not saying Jay's not, pretty close, the depth of it was one-tenth, that would be about 7.2 inches, what do you think, do you know what it was, the dimensions of the ark are the dimensions of a man, they're dimensions of a man, it's a picture, the ark is a picture of Jesus Christ, thank you. The, now, verse 16, look at verse 16. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it, and the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with lower second and third stories shalt thou make it. Now, this verse is just covered up with so much of a picture here, but... Uh, so there's a, a window. And now, amazing, in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. And so a cubit is known as from the elbow to the tips of the fingers, about, about 18 and a half inches is what they would normally, and there's different kinds of cubits, but basically 18 and a half inches is what you are be thinking. Now, that's a window, and it says they set that window a cubit above. And so that means at the top of the ark was this incredibly small window again I believe this is a picture an illustration that that this is an incredibly small window and later it's going to tell us I think in chapter 8 that that Noah is going to open that window so that window can be opened and that window can be closed you see I believe that God said look I need you to see and hear and speak to me and that's a small window to look through but you know when you look through a window you can see the whole heavens through the window you can see everything through the window but here's the key it's a small window so it doesn't let much in watch this folks sometimes you need to close the window Sometimes you need to close the windows of the eyes. Sometimes you need to close the windows of the ears. Sometimes you need to close the windows of the tongue. You know why? We don't want the, the world in, and so we don't make a big window. Yeah. We don't want much influence coming in. We want to be able to express ourselves to God going out. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so we have this, this window. And then then it says that we have this Door, and you've been wondering all this time up there. The door they have the door of the ark. Shalt thou set in the side thereof with lower second and third stories? Shalt thou make it amazing again? God does so many things that numerology. Three stories that you got the the you got the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You got the 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 spirit, body, and soul, and you've got here another picture. Of three stories inside the ark, but it has one door. And notice the ark is not standing 72 inches high. It's not standing 300. It's laying down. You know, I believe it pictures the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so, but uh, through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, if you trust in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and you want to come into Christ, there's only one door, and it is Jesus Christ. There's not multiple doors. There's not multiple options. That's the big philosophy for all of our leadership today is, is look, uh, you worship God. We all worship the same God. No, we don't worship the same God. We're not talking about the same God. There's one way to heaven. No other way to heaven. John chapter 10, verse 7 says, Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. John 14, 6, Jesus saith unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. There's only one door, and that door is open until judgment comes. That door is open. You know this door of Jesus Christ is the door, and that door is open. That door is going to be open. It's open right now because we live and breathe today. Everyone in this room, that door is still open to you right now. The door of Jesus Christ is still open to you right now. What are you going to do with it? What are we going to do with the door right now? The door is open to us right now. Just like the door was open for Noah. Uh, the door was open until the time of the flood. Can't you, don't you know as they spent all those years and in, in some, you know, many say it's 120 years. I don't think it necessarily was uh, that length of time and if you study it out and I think we've already talked about that when we talked to, about Noah before but, but the fact is is that uh, there was many, many years that they worked on this ark, and there's many, many years that they're out there, and people probably walked by, and they mocked him. And they, hey, there's never been rain before, and how can there be a flood? And You're building this big ship uh, right here on dry land, and you wouldn't be able to move it to water. And You must be cr- crazy. You must have lost your mind. Mocking him, jeering at him. And all along, he's making it one door. One door for the animals to come in. One door for his family to come in. But there could have been, I think, that door would have been open if someone had just come and said, "I, I want to go too. If they'd just come while the door was open. But here's what happened with Noah. There came a day when God said, go in and shut the door. And when the door was shut, there's no more salvation. When the door was closed, have you ever thought about what must have happened, Brother you? the door is now shut, the rains are coming now. The windows shut. That's because the evil has come upon us, so we need to close it off. The doors shut. The rains are coming. Judgment is coming, and we've waited too long. The days past, The summers, and we're not saved. It's gone. The waters start to rise. Now, it's raining. It's never rained before. We mocked him for a long time about how stupid are you? It's never even rained. You're talking about we're going to have a flood. But now it's raining. Now the, the earth is starting to erupt with water coming from everywhere. It's starting to flow in from everywhere. It's, it's, it's getting pretty scary right now. Do you think, you just talked, do you think maybe... Somebody went running to the ark. They say, those who know this kind of thing, say there were millions of people alive at this time. Of millions of people, and it doesn't say that Noah's out here somewhere out and way out in the country alone. He could have been right in the middle of town. I don't don't know, you know, he could have been right there, but Do you think maybe when this is all starting to happen that people came running to the ark? When I first imagined this, you know what I, I see and I imagine is I imagine that people began to run to it And they began to bang on the door they began to beat on it they began to scream and plead and some probably even came I believe personally if you could find the ark today you know what you'd find I believe all over it you'd find shot marks and fingernail marks where people were beating and trying to get in and now they're trying to cut a hole And now they're trying to do everything they can to get in because judgment has come you know what they're trying to do they're trying to cut a new door they're trying to find their own way to christ but judgment has come judgment is upon them it's too late now I believe when you find the ark, if we ever get to see it, some say they have found it, but I believe if we see it, we're going to see chop marks and cut marks and claw marks and where people climbed on top and they probably tried to beat through the window and they tried to do everything they could to get in, but it's too late. Now Jesus Christ has come and the door is open And right now, this morning, the door is open. There's coming real soon a point to mark. Coming real soon. Either for an entire world or for us as individuals. The door is going to be closed. And when it's closed, it's closed for all eternity. There's no purgatory to be prayed out of. Luke chapter 16 the rich man died and in hell lifted up his eyes. Lazarus died and opened his eyes, termed Abraham's bosom in heaven. Once the door is closed, our eternity is sealed. When the door is shut, your eternity is sealed. And what's going to happen all over Christianity? is whether we admit it or not, but there's many, many, many who have come in the last 40, 50 years especially, and I can't answer before that, but I've watched, and they've come and they've said, I'm coming to Christ, but I'm coming through my own door. I'm going to come the way I want to come. But Jesus said, no, there's just one door. I am the door. And he's kept that door open for everybody in this room. But you got to understand, once that door is shut, it's done. It's over. There's no being prayed out of it. Forgive me, there's no praying for the dead because the dead it's appointed unto a man wants to die and after this, the judgment. Do you really know that you've come in? Noah and his family knew for a fact they were inside. There was absolutely no doubt about that they were inside. Everybody that was outside knew for a fact they were outside. And can I tell you, if you're not sure if you're inside or outside, that's not a good situation to be. You need to make sure that you're in the door. While it's still open. Because there's a day coming, a moment coming when it's going to close. Brother Hooker, is it, that's a hopeless-looking situation. The door's closed, and I got this turmoil in my heart. I got this torment in my heart. I, I don't know what's going to happen to me. Here's the good part. Today, this morning, this moment, the door's still open. But there's no guarantee it'll be open the next five minutes because Christ could come. There's no guarantee, and the body, you know. We don't know that we'll live till we get home, do we? We don't know. But the door right now, this moment, this morning, is open to you. Will you come? Will you come in the door while it's open? There's no other name under heaven whereby men must be saved other than the name of Jesus. And it's of, if it's of grace, there's no more works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. It's through Jesus Christ and Him alone. It's the gift of God. Father, I pray that you bless. It's a very simplistic message.